Hey there, welcome to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Pastor Justin. I'm sitting here with Pastor Roby. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You doing you doing okay today? I'm good. I'm ready. I'm excited for this new series we're doing. Yeah, we are starting a new series. It is called Church Hurt. And um, give us a little bit of a sense of what we're tackling over the next few episodes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the subject of Church Hurt is... Um, it might be a weird thing that I'm excited that we're talking about this, but I think it's so important. Yeah. And I think for most people, at, if they are in church for any length of time, whether they grew up in church or they um, have started going to church and they're trying that out, at some point there is uh, there's hurt. And yeah. it, it's not just for someone attending, it's for leaders. I think even especially leaders uh, right. and people who are volunteering and involved or in relationships, a lot of times um, there is hurt involved. And it can be very disorienting. It can be very confusing. It can be uh, surprising. But if we don't have an understanding of how we're going to address that, then um, that can be very disruptive to someone's faith. And yeah. so that's kind of what this series is about, is us walking through the concept of church hurt. And so if you've never experienced that, that's wonderful. Mm. And but I think it's this is still an important series because at some point you will probably uh, come across something that you need to process through. If you have experienced church hurt, hopefully right. this will be a part of the healing process. So that's really what this series is. Yeah, about. I think all of us at some level we've all experienced disappointment in people that we thought, yeah, you know, we're better than that. Would never do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in other spaces, maybe even for the person who hasn't experienced that in the church context, they've experienced at least that. And then if you could just think about how, like the word you chose disorienting, I think is helpful because when we think of church, it's like, come on guys, we're, we're all following Jesus. We're trying to love each other. Why here? Why is this happening here? That's disorienting. Yeah, I think for sure. And it's disorienting because church is supposed to be the safe place, right? And we expect that going to the HOA meeting is going to be like contentious and difficult. You know, we expect that town hall meeting, town hall meeting, or, you know, there's going to be challenges with neighbors or, you know, at work or, um, you know, with a, if you're a teacher with a student or uh, with a client or a customer, you know, we know that there's going to be difficulty that still catches us by surprise, but church is supposed to be where the relationships work. I mean, right. it's supposed to be that that safe place and it's a, a place where we really let our guard down. It's a right. place where we're more vulnerable. It's supposed to be, um, it, we open ourselves up more. And so it, it, man, it's really, it can be really, really challenging when we enter into that space with yeah. a whole lot of trust, a whole lot of expectancy of of vibrant relationships and life-giving relationships and when we get hurt there it is really disorienting and confusing yeah i think um as i you know review in my own church experience i grew up in the church myself Mm -hmm. um you know i was around uh you know in, in different church settings maybe some of you who are listening or watching you are a part of church traditions that did like your your classic business meeting your church business meeting and Mm -hmm. those can get contentious right right? you kind of see the uh, underbelly if you will sure um but for the most part my personal church experience has really been wonderful you know yeah um and uh 
So all those things you just shared, why it's disorienting to us, because church is supposed to be the safe place. Church is supposed to be the place where you can um, have people who are understanding and empathizing and listening well. I think when we're at our best, that is who we can be and who we are. And I've certainly experienced that. Um, But with that comes, man, when we miss the mark, when Mm. people start acting in ways that are more out of their selfishness. And I think... Um, for some of us, maybe, uh, you know, you've experienced the good side and the bad. Yep. I'm, I know that just from hearing your story, I know yes. you've experienced some of both. <laughs> yes, know? absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I love our church and love, um, the things that the Lord has done to bring, um, health to our church. Um, but I know that there have been times that, um, there has been hurt. I've felt hurt. Um, but not just here at church. I, I think, uh, at our church, but there's all types of different types of hurt that people experience. And I think sometimes it's from a leader. Yeah, There can be a leader very up close that's a mentor and someone that's speaking into your life and they can then hurt you. They can, you can f- look back and say, hey, I, I feel like I was being used or I was being manipulated or I was being misled <laughs> or they can just, um, uh, you can feel abandoned or neglected or betrayed um, by a leader. So sometimes it's very, very up close, and sometimes uh, it can also be from a distance. There's a leader that from a distance, maybe uh, you've attended their church and you've listened to them preach, and you've brought your family to hear them preach, and you've brought your friends to hear them preach, or maybe someone you follow um, their podcast or have read their books and you've been really impacted, and then you find out that that leader has committed some terrible moral uh, discrepancy, or and they've... Uh, they have fallen is the language that we use. There's a moral failure. Um, could be a sexual sin. Could be uh, a, a financial impropriety. It right. could be a leadership flaw. And then they have to step down, and you realize suddenly this person that God so used in your life, and you know, suddenly now out of your life. And it's very. I mean, that in and of itself is like, okay, does that mean everything they said was right. wrong? I mean. I was so impacted and I know the real change that God did in my life through that person. Right. And now I see that they had this whole other life. I mean, like I'm not even doing what they're doing and yet they were teaching me the Bible. I got saved under their ministry. And so it can be a leader and it's very disorienting. It can be a, a friend. Maybe someone steps into a real rich relationship in their church. They go to a small group or they're on a serving team and they open up to their friend Mm. and that friend betrays their confidence or stabs them in the back or says something hurtful or says something untrue about them. It can be um, someone that you lead, maybe as you're leading in the church, maybe you're on staff at a church or maybe you're a small group leader or a ministry leader and there's someone that you lead that all of a sudden betrays you or abandons you or whatever it may be. And those are all different types of church hurt that can be experienced in the world, but also in the church. And I mean, I, just on a very personal note, I think every single thing we just mentioned, I know that I have experienced in my mm-hmm. life, uh, every, every part of that. And, um, you know, being even more personal, uh, I grew up in a, um, pastor's home. I grew up in a ministry home and it was a wonderful home. And we had, that was a blessing. But at the same time, growing up as a pastor's kid, my mom was, a, a, a grew up in a missionary home and um, there's a lot of ministry on that side of the family, uh, uncles in the ministry and things like that. When you have that level of 
proximity to ministry mm. and the underbelly, like you said, and yeah. some of the challenges that can happen. Usually, um, kids that grow up in that setting go usually not all the time one and two one or the other extreme. They want nothing to do with ministry or church anymore, or they go deeply into it and become a leader in their in that space and maybe even um, vocationally in that space. And that yeah. was the case for me. Sure, I think that can also happen with people who who are just exposed to that, not not necessarily because their parents are on staff. Mm-hmm. You get exposed to that kind of hurt within the church, and you either run to the fire, and and help be a part of creating a he- a healthy environment, right? Or you back away and want nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And as you try and reconcile, how can this individual who maybe so impacted me Mm. or this individual that if i'm their friend they're not even my leader but i'm their friend at church and i i've seen the lord work in their life and then now they go and do this in the process of reconciling that some i think you know go one of two ways they'll either say you know what that's it i'm done with the church right you know uh that you know what then they become a critic Mm -hmm. that the church is just pointless what's the point you know or they will just, in many ways, connect that to, in some way, connect that to Jesus and just say, well, then this Jesus thing just must not be real. Right. Because if this is Jesus's people, then I, I mean, I don't want anything to do with that. Right. And so you have in one case, people who say, you know, I'm cool with Jesus. I, I still believe in Jesus, but I just want nothing to do with the church. Right. Or there are some tragically, I mean, even more tragically, walk away from everything, right. you know, completely abandoned faith. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. And I think if if you're listening and you're in that place where you're maybe saying, look, the modern church is broken. I'm done with the modern church. I'm not going back to church. Uh, I think it's very understandable why you would, you would uh, feel that way, not even knowing your story, because um, there is real hurt that can happen at a church. But I would encourage you to stay with us because maybe maybe Jesus wants to lead you uh, out of that place to a place of healing and maybe just for you to consider. Others have said, like you said, Justin, they're, they're not just deconstructing the church, they're deconstructing their whole faith. And they're like, if it doesn't work in the church, <laughs> it doesn't work. So I'm going to do something else or I'm going to pull a bunch of different ideas, some from Jesus and that I like. Yeah, I'm going to create my own thing. And you know, Jesus said, "You'll they will know you by your love for each other. Mm. And so you can understand if someone has not experienced love uh, in a Christian context from people, why they would be, why it's very disorienting their entire faith. And I, I think um, part of this series is to just say, hey, if you have that hurt and you're considering deconstructing your faith or the modern church, just enter into a season of healing and enter into this conversation. And, um, because I think that there's a better, better way of viewing it. And before you take those steps. So, um, and I think like something that gives us permission in a sense of, or or should really set our expectations and not be completely thrown off guard is, uh, when we experience hurt in the context of church is the simple concept that church hurt is, is in the new Testament. There, there are examples in the Bible itself of people who love the Lord, uh, people who are flawed, but have been saved by Jesus, have the Holy Spirit indwelling them, who have conflict and there's pain, there's pain there. Um, Like what what are some examples that come to your mind as you think of that? Right. And so this would be for the person who's thinking about like, Hey, the problem is the modern church is completely broken and I'm done with the modern church. And I think that the, 
what the Bible would say and what the Bible sh- shares with us, like you said, Justin, is that this is not a modern church issue. Right. This was. This has always been part of um, walking us figuring out how to walk together with grace for each other. But this was out of the gate. You got Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts, you know, being deceptive. And God was so wanting to protect the purity and unity of the church that he literally, they got struck dead. Yeah. Um, And then you've got uh, even leaders, disagreement among leaders like Paul and Barnabas. There was a sharp disagreement with Mm -hmm. Paul and Barnabas about John Mark. So there's this broken relationship with the three of them and they went separate ways. And, uh, you know, we assume there was forgiveness but there was not restoration they didn't do ministry again yeah except for paul eventually did reconcile with john mark and he asked for john mark to and he speaks so highly of john mark right and so we don't we don't really know the rest of the story with him and barnabas but um there were wounds there there were wounds paul and peter there was a a sharp disagreement with paul and peter they talked about in galatians paul calls peter out Yes. He calls him out. And Peter was in the wrong. He was messing up and it was causing hurt and division in the church. And Paul calls him out for that. There's a lot of other things. Paul talks about in the beginning of Philippians how other Christians, other Christian preachers are talking bad about him in his moment of weakness. He's in jail. Yeah. And they're speaking Philippians one. They're speaking negatively about Paul. And he's and he forgives them. But those are wounds. That he that he sustains later in Philippians he references um, Euodia and Syntyche and he says he says the Philippians help them agree in the Lord like yeah. there was a sharp disagreement there um, you've got John uh, Paul also talks about a guy named Demas who on in one letter he talks about Demas who as a partner in another yeah. letter he's completely abandoned abandoned Paul yeah and um, one more I just. Third John, it's not a book that we Verse quote. Nine, we quote John. Yeah, yeah, Third John 9. We don't quote this very often, but here's what John says. Um, I've written something to the church, but Diotrephes, who likes to put himself first, does not acknowledge our authority. And there's obviously real pain there. This guy named Diotrephes is mm. trying to put himself in leadership and, and um, is talking negatively about John and his leadership. And so you have all of this. It's like leaders and leaders disagreeing. You have people speaking bad about, uh, about leaders and you've got people needing to be corrected. And it's the point being when there's wounds and hurt in the church, the Bible tells us that that is going to be part of the journey of us growing together. And yes, church is to be a safe place. And yes, Mm -hmm. it can be a safe place. It Mm -hmm. should be a safe place. And churches need to work towards being a safe place. And communities and small groups and ministries and staff teams need to work to be a safe place. But the Bible is very clear that we also need to know that there are going to be times that we're going to have to work through conflict and there's going to be hurt because we're not perfect. That's helpful. And, you know, in as the series goes on in future episodes, we're going to get very practical and mm-hmm. talk about what it looks like to, you know, build trust and uh, what does it look like to respond in those moments. But to kind of stay introductory for this one, for this purpose of this first episode, um, I think it's helpful to land on that point of this is not a new thing. Right. Christians have been walking through this for a while. And so to the person who has experienced that hurt and is thinking, well, then this just this just makes the gospel not have any legitimacy to me. It right. make it means that Jesus 
if there's this much pain even from the beginning yeah you know then what's the point if the if these right. people can't get their act together what would you say what would your response be yeah and i so for the person who's deconstructing the church don't give up on the church in our generation because this this type of hurt has always been present um and this these are things that need to be worked through although it doesn't always have to be the experience for the person who's deconstructing their faith this does not delegitimize the gospel it actually legitimizes the gospel because the point of the gospel is not let's make we're we are saved because we're all loving godly mm. people the gospel is we were we are were enemies of god dead in our sin and while we were sinners christ died for us and he saved us taking our sin and paying for it and giving us his righteousness but we're all working out that reality that's already pronounced on our life mm. so none of us are perfect the church is not about perfect people the church is about imperfect people still growing into the image of Christ and um, surrounding the perfect person that is Jesus. And so the gospel prepares us actually that we're not there yet. Yeah. We're not perfect. We're not coming to church because we've got it all together. We're coming to church because we love Jesus. He's accomplished something for us. Mm -hmm. And so we should expect to come to church and see that each of us are imperfect. We should expect preachers that we look up to and uh, authors that we look up to. We should know the gospel tells us they're imperfect, they're flawed. And that helps me have the right expectation that that is just a normal person with just struggles just like me and is going to, and when I, and I'm being mentored by a leader that helps me mm. know, Oh, Hey, I, like they're not Jesus. Um, when I have friends, I know that they're in progress. When I when I'm uh, I, I'm leading other people, like they they're still working things out. We're all growing together, so it doesn't mm. delegitimize the gospel. Please don't throw away your faith. If anything, this legitimizes the gospel. We are not perfect. We need Jesus, and we need the work of the Holy Spirit making us into the image of Christ. So don't deconstruct and walk away from the church of your generation it's not perfect none but no generation has had that had a perfect church yeah. we only have a perfect jesus and don't walk away from your faith because uh because the gospel says that we're all in progress being made into the image of christ that's helpful and so uh we hope that this has been a good setup for what is going to be a few episodes where we're talking through uh, just practically and then emotionally, how do you process through it? How do you rebuild trust? And uh, so if this is something that connects with you and maybe it reminds you of a person in your life, you think this would be helpful for them as well, share it. Let them know how they can join in the conversation as well. Well, that's all for this episode of the City Rev Life podcast. Uh, we hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.